Beats. Beats. Hey. 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 Couple of weeks ago, we're gonna leave that for the live crowd. If you guys saw it, you saw it. If you didn't, we're gonna talk about some more shit today anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so on this side, let's go. This side of the table, we got Magic Man. On the other side over there, we got <laughs> we got Die Beard, <laughs> aka Bruce Leroy with that glow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got Bane on the other side. What's up, bro? You Who's the it? master? <laughs> Showing up. I'm doing good, baby. Uh, he on good. his hyper right now. It's bad. We gotta catch him on this hyper, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been hyper for like a month, man. Yeah, What's going catch down? Bane on this hyper. All, all little dudes. Watch yeah. it, watch it back. You hey, like to pick hey, people up. Hey, hey, hey. You Life like is good, though. No complaints on my end, baby. No complaints. Good, man. Good. No complaints on your side. So we're going to start with what we're drinking today just to get it off. So I made me a a summer drink because our weather's fucking bipolar and it's 80 degrees outside <laughs> uh, in Texas right now, which is really weird. So first stop I made was by Red's Juice Joint. Shout out. Over in Third Ward. Shout out to Red. Shout out to Bryce and uh, Auntie Wani over there. And I got me a sweet and sour um, a sweet and sour smoothie. It's with strawberry, kiwi, mango. Got a little protein in there uh, for it. Now, what I did was, because I just can't leave well enough alone. Of course not. Uh, but that wouldn't be magic. I, I cut it with some Grand Marnier, which is orange, orange liqueur, which is about 40% alcohol. It was 80 proof. Mm-hmm. And uh, the J.P. Weiser that Bane put me on to a couple of weeks ago. And J.P. Weiser, just to give you guys a heads up on it. It's like, uh, it's like 40. Canadian whiskey proof, is 40. Yeah, yeah, 40 it, it's 40, 40%, so 80 proof on both of these. So these are sipping, sipping drinks today. Mm-hmm. So I'm sipping uh, a lot. You see I got my, my Yeti, my big straw in here. Um, I think because I free pour, I free poured a little too much. <laughs> um, but this J.P. Weiser's 18-year Canadian whiskey. You can pick it up at Total Wine. Um, like I said, it's a lower proof, so it's a smoother drink. If you want to more more on the side what what, what Bang likes uh, than what I will, but this is a a nice get me started for the day mm-hmm. uh, alcohol, and then you throw the you know you throw the grandma in there with the orange liqueur, uh, mm-hmm. and we have a very delicious drink. Yes. So how you like that, JP? Actually, even, even when you drink it by itself. Uh, I said to me, once you get below a certain proof, it's always like juice to me, it's bro. Like juice, huh? Yeah, it was juice to me. So it's it was like good. Martinelli's. It was, yeah. <laughs> shout out to Martinelli's. Martinelli's. Shout out to Martinelli's. Yeah, uh, hey, hey, but I took my quick story. I took my goddaughter to the store. They was down here this week. Uh-huh. So we getting juice and stuff right here at the store. And she grabs mm-hmm. some mots. And I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> don't, don't bring that in my house. What are you doing? So her mom's like, well, that's what she like. I say, well, not right now. She's going to yeah, like something different. Yeah, no, 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 no. You and Uncle, you Uncle Bang. She drink that Martinelli's. And then my goddaughter, for y'all that's out there, shout out, is uh, eight years old. You're turn eight. Mm-hmm. And she drank the Martinelli's, and she was like, oh, this is better than mine. <laughs> so now her mom was mad at me because she got to buy Martinelli's now. She got to buy, so yeah, she, she was on that Mott's budget, now she on that Martinelli's budget. Yeah, I said, well, I can't help it. You can't bring her now. I was like this. Look at you, uh, corrupting the youth. I did have to tell her to stop jumping on my couch, though. Hey, hey, hey. This ain't your old friendly, girl. Yeah, yeah, you got to learn some things. Be easy. So what you got in your cup over there, babe? Yo, so I'm flipping the script on your end of the day. Oh. So I was, I was feeling some Four Roses. Okay. 
Uh, but I picked up the single batch. Yeah. So the single batch is fifty five percent alcohol. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm up there in the in, in the one ten in yeah. the one ten range. Ooh. You know what I mean? Out there, I'm on, on magic level right Ooh. now, which I probably don't today. need to be because it's not a good place for me to be out nah, there. Nah, man, this is not get, a bad good place for me to be. When mess I'm around there. and get kicked out of a place on on purpose this time instead of on accident. Said on accident. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, we just add to the list. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that later though. Good folk out there. We're here. Yeah, we'll cover. Oh yeah, we'll talk bad about it. <laughs> we'll cover our treatment at establishments uh, as we're adding another another venue that we got kicked out of. And it's always we. It's never just one of us. Yeah, yeah. If one of us go, we both go. We all go. It doesn't make simple. no sense for, for, for us to split up and go back. If one of us isn't welcome, then none of us are welcome. Yeah. So that's just how we rock. So we'll, we'll add another place to horrible customer service. Yes, we will. So unfortunate, though. So unfortunate. I wanted to make it work. But they already they already sort of losing me when they do the pat downs at the door. We talked about that, yeah. and just to add this to it, like you rude and you pat me down at the yeah, door. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. And, and you rude not only are you rude, but your management is bad. So that make it twice as worse. Yeah, we not we not just letting anything go. So anyway, um, I will let Bane have his rant later on. Yeah, uh, I'm going to start. There's so much shit going on. I don't even know if I have a rant, but it's so much other stuff going on. Um, I want to start first by a story that that I've been following a little bit, um, just because I could just imagine with the way with us traveling mm-hmm. and us being in this position, how fucked up it is. So um, this story is about Brittany Griner, uh, WNBA mm-hmm. All Star. Yeah. Um, I think she's on the Olympic team. Came out, came through through Texas for a while. So she plays overseas. She plays in Russia. That's where WNBA players make most of their money because they don't make a lot uh, in the league in the states. So as she was over there, uh, I think she was trying to leave before the situation with the Ukraine happened and um, went through pre-check or whatever. And they found uh, TSE cartridges. This was a vape that she had, allegedly Um, vape that she had. And that carries a sentence of possibly up to 20 years Mm -hmm. uh, in Russia in jail. And add that to the fact that she's part of the LGBTQ plus community that they already had issues with. And now that Russia's being having sanctions put on them by the U.S., mm-hmm. it just ain't a good fucking look. Not a to, good time. Time is horrible. Just couldn't be worse time. Just you want all the shit to go wrong at the, at the one time mm-hmm. in a foreign country that you've been traveling to before. Know the laws way more strict than the United States. Mm-hmm. Go to jail first time. Now you got to find a lawyer in a different country that's yeah. going to represent you that knows their laws. And 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 what a lot of people don't realize is that. Not only do we have certain freedoms here in the, in the states, but when, when it comes to things like the, we you know people with the alternative lifestyles. Yeah. In some countries you go to where they frown upon that at a level that we don't even understand here. Oh yeah, and they do things to people that that you can't even comprehend here because we're so used to having freedoms. Yeah, it's just still medieval in other countries, man. Yeah, and they don't understand that. And they go to these other countries and they put themselves in certain positions, and then when it rains, it pours. Yeah. But if you're already over there, she should know better than than to do, at least if, as far as what I know, mm-hmm. she should know better. Sure, sure. Like, look, it's we think about it when we travel. I know it's in on our minds and a couple other friends we know. Just when you go, you got to be on your P's and Q's. Cause the yeah. last thing you want is trouble with law enforcement in a different country. country. Yep. So the last thing you want is for them to know you're American. Mm-hmm. You got in trouble. You don't know the laws. Yeah. How you gonna call a lawyer? Do you get the same thing? Yeah, do they do you read get the same Miranda rights? Yeah. Do they? Do you get a phone call? Yeah. I don't even know the fucking protocol. And, and especially at a point in time where where you at and the time that you're there, they may be trying to make a point. Yes, they're looking for a reason to say something. Yes, and so. now several points. 
one, broke the law. Two, war the Ukraine. Three, U.S. putting sanctions on Russia now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it ain't even no. How do you how do you how do you send a diplomat over there to get out? Yeah, you putting sanctions on and you talking to the government and shit. Like yeah, she's yeah. fucked right. Yeah, now. once 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 the leader of another country tell you if you inter- intervene intervene in this, mm. there's gonna be consequences and repercussions. Yeah, it's hard to send you know somebody over there to say hey you know you think you can help us out. Yeah, it's a rough situation. This is so so. Shout out to her. Um, that is a fucked up situation. But I can't imagine the, the level of fear that she has. Like I said, she she gonna be in prison in a foreign country, bro. Like that ain't yeah. You know, fuck, man. So I think she's been. In, I think it's three months now. They mm-hmm. they pushed her date out uh, a little bit more, so she's gonna be in there for mm-hmm. three months before anything mm-hmm. happened. Ooh, this probably way back when that boy got caned for what, spray painting or what that was years yeah. ago. Remember that? I forgot where he was at, but he got caned. Like Singapore the or something. Yeah, yeah, it was something crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like it's countries like yeah, you can't chew gum mm-hmm. in certain countries and shit like that. Uh, and and so, shout out to her. That just that happened to be just a fucked up situation. I'm thinking about what what I'd be doing in that scenario if I were to get caught like that and just not knowing. Yeah, over here we kind of know the lay of the land. We kind of know if we get a phone call, who to call. You can call your parents or yeah. tell somebody to go tell somebody to go do something. You know, we closer mm-hmm. to getting getting out of jams like that over here. Over there, it's yeah, like fuck, you, and, and you can't prepare for the worst because you don't know what the worst is. No. No. You don't know what the possibilities are. No. So that's fucked up. Uh, so just want to start start with that and just giving a shout out, man. Uh, you know, hope everything turns out, you know, the best it can in the scenario. Um, you, I'm pretty sure she's going to have to do something. She did, you know, break the law. So, you know, right. it is what it is on some point. But, you know, to be in there in this situation, there's no telling when she's going to get a trial and it's if that shit's going man, on. Timing. That And that goes to a, the, the fuckery story of the day that's tied to a similar scenario. So I think it was uh, I think it was Bumble announced. Bumble is a dating site for those of you who don't know, like Tinder and, and of that vein. Um, I saw a and I think it was on no, it was on CNN. It came off of CNN Newsflash. I think it was Bumble was going to halt operations in Russia. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, if you on a dating website during a war, you a wild ass boy. <laughs> you a wild hey, man. ass. If you on this bitch swiping yeah, while yeah. y'all are bombing the <laughs> shit out of another country, <laughs> you wild in the sun. Hey, man. Yeah, you got to live, bro. You got to live. Like, what's your opening eye? Like, YOLO? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. we literally don't know if we're going to be here tomorrow. Hey, maybe that's how they doing it, though. Sheesh. I mean, you th- if you think about it, I mean. That's some wild shit. You, 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 you don't know what tomorrow gonna bring. Yeah, your country at war. You sitting there like, you know, <laughs> these little countries outside of Ukraine. They might be trying to take yeah. advantage of these. Uh, so, what's your favorite color? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they they might be trying to take take advantage of these refugees that's coming in. Oh, that's definitely happening. You know? That's definitely happening. It's gonna it's gonna be it's another side of the game that's going on, man. So, uh, shout out to everybody that's at war in in the in the world. You know, I know just yeah. there's a spotlight shining on shining on Russia and Ukraine, but there's a lot of other countries and in, in, in China and Taiwan. So is that right? China and Taiwan is that what yeah, it is? Yeah. So they want to yeah. yeah they want to they want to take Taiwan back or say yeah, uh, which was part of the problem with Ukraine and Russia, right? Because I guess like was it is it North Ukraine is a lot of Russians or a large population of Russia or something like that. Mm, so habitual line steppers. But you know, and, and while we on that subject, oh. so I've been watching these stories about. So, you know, they got these people that's volunteering to go to war. Yeah. And they said they got like 60,000 people or something like that just from all over just volunteering to go. Mm -hmm. And my biggest thing is we, as far as here in the States, we only know what our government let us know. Mm. So everybody that's from here that's volunteering, you don't really know if you're fighting for right or wrong or not. Sure. Because we never know the true story. No. We never know what's really going on. Mm -mm. And 
when I was the last story I saw, they were like, bring your own clothes, bring your own this, bring your own that. And I guess they just going to give you a rifle until you go to work. Yeah, fuck it. It's like, how do you step that far into something that you really don't know the truth about and that you probably will never know the truth about? Mm-mm. You know, this is not like fighting in your own country and you just say, you know, I'm not in the military, but I'm going to fight anyways. Yeah. It's not like that. Or it's not like you got family somewhere and your family telling you what's going on. Right. These are people that are just watching the news and just saying, I'm going to go fight because the news said that what they're doing is wrong. Yeah. That's just insane to me. Yeah, like, it's it's totally just just out of there. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it, yeah. And you also see the news stories that make it wild where depending on. Depending on the country that's fighting, they're either heroes right. or they're villains. Right, it's a story. Yeah. So there, there is a lot of, uh, as we call it in dominoes, a lot of pencil whipping going on with these stories uh, to make it to make it seem one way and not the other. Just like, you know, I guess COVID has disappeared because it, it ain't on the news no more. I guess, I guess COVID mm. don't exist no more. Mm. Now, <laughs> you're not taking your attempt to get in certain buildings. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> Look, it was already hot when we came. <laughs> <in this motherfucker. laughs> All right. I thought I was going to start <laughs> yeah, stop the place. for a whole different reason. <laughs> oh man, I tell you, it was a. It was, it, it it was don't a get me wrong, man. You know, I, get us in here. You know, I watch some of the stuff, and like when they show some of these people from Ukraine crossing the borders, and they won't. They only look like the women and the kids, and and the men or the older boys got to lead their families. Like I get it. Like yeah. I, I feel the, the the sympathy and and stuff, and and I understand. But I also know that these people that's going over there to fight, you really have no clue exactly what you're talking about going somewhere to fight for. Yeah. Now, whether I haven't heard whether or not these people have actually, you know, been taken over there to do so, but I'm just hearing about all these people that's volunteering about and saying that they will go and whatever. And I'm just like, sure. man, that's just it's insane to me. I just it just don't I, I don't comprehend it, I guess. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, I guess since we are in pop culture, I'll continue down the line. We're going to jump around a little bit just because I just see shit just all over the place. So mm-hmm. apparently. Uh, Colin Kaepernick, former quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers Mm -hmm. that has been clearly blackballed from the NFL, recently released, I think it was about five years ago, recently released video of him practicing the training again, Mm -hmm. saying that he never stopped training and he's ready for a comeback. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I applaud the cause initially of why he did what he did and how he explained what he did. Um, and everything in that standpoint. But now we five years removed, bro. Um, and you ain't getting no motherfucking phone calls. Hang it up. Mm-hmm. Hang it up. Go figure out something else to do. They they clearly, they being the NFL, has clearly let you and the world know that you are no longer welcome in the league. Does, regardless of all the steps that they took with everybody holding hands and kneeling and the performers at the Super Bowl and partnering with Jay-Z and letting people put messages on socks and helmets and all that shit. All that stuff is PR to cover up the fuck up that you uncovered in the first place. But that don't mean they're going to let you back in. Now, you're going to be a martyr. Once you're done, once you're done, done, and you owe, let's say I give you about 10, 20 more years when you're elderly, when you get to like Muhammad Ali when he started shaking and shit and everybody said he was a fucking hero. Yeah. But when he was young, everybody said he should go to prison for dodging the war. Yeah. There's going to be some shit like that, bro. But right now, nah, you were a sacrificial lamb. Just hang it up. No. Hang it up. The, and, to let him back in is to go too far back on what they believe. Yeah. Hang, hang it up, man. You and, know, and they, damage control is one thing, but but changing 
and allowing some stuff that you try to make a statement for is different. Yeah, because here's the, here's the part of it that I don't I don't think some people understand too. With this, when you stand on something, you stand on it. Uh, because here's what happens: when you go back to play for an NFL team, you are an employee. Mm-hmm. And if they don't think you're going to be a model employee and that you're going to get along with the other employees and not encourage the other mm-hmm. employees to buck the system, they're not going to hire you. Yeah. Because they don't want you corrupting everybody else that they got right. in the fucking locker rooms that's following their rules and regulations. So with that said, bro, every step that you're taking is showing that you're an individual and you stand on that shit. Just understand when you stand on shit, you can't then go knock back on somebody else's door for them to give you an opportunity. Yeah. When you stand on it, it is what it is. You mm-hmm. just got to go. And you can't go knocking back because who's to say if, if I was a boss and you bucked the system before so much that it cost me yeah. billions of dollars to grow so what's right, why am I going to hire you back in? Yeah, and, and because it's, if I do hire you back, then that means I'm okaying it. Mm-hmm. That means I'm stamping and saying, you know what, you know, if you got a good enough reason, yeah. you know, you think despite what I said, I might let it slide anyway. Yeah. And it's just I don't see it happening yeah. either. It just Look, if you are an employee, you have to follow the rules and regulations that your employer gives you or go get another fucking job. Yeah. Everybody understands that from one way or the other. Like, you can't say, fuck this job, knock all the shit off your table, piss on the floor, and then say, I'm standing on that, and then come back and say, hey, no, nah, I'm cool. I was just, you know, yeah. I appreciate the settlement I'm just shit, making a point. Yeah, I was, I was appreciate the settlement just shit, make but it I, I come back. So, no, nah, just hang it up and go find something else to do. You have a lot of momentum with the Netflix series you have and the philanthropy that you're doing. Just go hang it up and go do something else. And the NFL is telling on themselves. The NFL is telling themselves. Um, there was a coach, uh, Seattle Seahawks, Pete Carroll, released a statement saying, or article saying that, oh, I think it's time for Colin to have a, a second chance. I just don't think it's going to be with the Seahawks. What the fuck do you mean? If you think it's you the head coach and you think it's time to give him a second chance, bring him in for a tryout. You're not yeah. even doing that. You're telling them. And now you're telling me that a mobile quarterback with a big arm that can scramble behind your shitty offensive line is that much different than the quarterback that you just traded in Russell Wilson that was a mobile quarterback <laughs> with a cannon on that was running around after your shitty offensive line? Yeah. To me, now you're getting somebody with five extra inches that can see over the defense now. So it, it, it seems to be actually a perfect fit for Seattle. Yeah. But these coaches have been telling on themselves because they're they talking out of two sides of their mouth. Yeah, yeah. A few yeah, years they, ago. They want to talk it up, but yeah. drop the butt at the end. Yeah, Gruden did that shit two years ago, and I had to call out uh, one of Suede homeboys that was at the wedding. Imagine that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. Shout out uh, KP. He was like, uh, when Gruden first got to coach the Raiders before he got there, he was like, no, nah, Colin Kaepernick needs a chance, needs a chance, get a chance. We'll give him a fucking trial. KP was like, well, you got to give him a chance to get there and, and, and look at the depth chart. I said, no, nah, fuck that. He could, he could bring him in for an interview. He could bring him in for a tryout. Mm-hmm. And then during that tryout, say, you're not better than what I have. But yeah. for you not even to bring this guy in that's a professional-level quarterback that's gotten to a Super Bowl with the stats that he has, when there's a lot of shit of your quarterbacks that get you know yeah. contracts for 10, 15 years, you are full of shit. And you are pandering to your players, and you are trying to pander to mm-hmm. some of the people that watch TV, and that shit ain't running with us. We understand what you're doing. But it's, it's, it's the same thing that you go back to. Even though they work for an individual team, they still, at the end of the day, got to look to the NFL. Sure. They still employed, per se. They are employed. They are still employed, per yeah. se, by the, uh, by the company yeah. that they work for. Mm-hmm. Even though these got these individual teams. Yeah. So they can talk these people up all they want. Mm-hmm. But they have to, if they want to keep their jobs, they have to come back and say, you know, but this and but that. You know, but maybe it's just not the right time. Yeah. Because they can't make it's not their decision to bring him in at the end of the day. That head coach can't just say, you know, bring him in and we're gonna try it out. It ain't it ain't his call. It's it's not his call. 
He has a boss. Yeah, I understand exactly. what you're saying. He's got somebody to answer to. It. It's not his call. I understand. So, what you're so, I, so I understand what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I also understand that they're trying to talk it up and say, "Yeah, I believe this," but at mm-hmm. the same time, they know they can't make that decision. It's not up to them. Sure, sure. They they have bosses, and, and my point to that is. If you can't make the decision, they also don't want to throw their bosses underneath the underneath the bridge. I understand because they got yeah, exactly. to work. I get it. So I that's why it. they make the excuses. I get like, it. Oh well, maybe just not right now. Not ready. Maybe Look, he just you know. There are several coaches in the league who have not commented on this shit, and they mm-hmm. will not comment on this shit. Yeah. Those are the motherfuckers I believe. Mm-hmm. No comment. Yeah, they ain't got nothing to do with us. Yeah, here's yeah. our quarterback. Here's the depth chart. We going into the season with next yeah. year. We are gonna try to win. Don't comment outside on it. of that. None of my yeah. business. Yeah, but when you start doing this shit, when you start digging a hole, it's about time for you to throw away the shovel. Stop digging deeper. And some of these yeah. people dig deeper, and we can see right through you, bro. You fake. Just leave that shit alone. Yeah, so yeah, one. yeah. You, you, you comment can't be both two sided. Nah, nah, nah. Let that shit go. So, so, Colin, uh, shout out to you, bro. We go go find something else to do. Yeah. Uh, this this ship has sailed. And uh, so here's the other part too that came out of this situation. Um, this was a guy that I went to college with. He's, I think he's a realtor now. And so here's a common misconception with uh, business owners, you mm-hmm. business owners. There was a statement, and there's always statements made, well, I can say whatever I want because I work for myself. I could do whatever I want because I don't have a boss. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Yeah, because, because you still got to deal with other people to make money. As a business owner, still gotta have everybody's my boss. Every yeah. customer that walks through the door is yeah. my boss at the time. Exactly. So you can't, you can't as a business owner, I get it. It seems like you have more freedom where you don't have a, a traditional boss yeah. or line manager that you report to that reports to somebody else. Mm-hmm. But every customer that you have or potential customer is your boss at the time. Yeah, so unless you reach that, that point in life where you don't need to make any more money and you can survive the rest of yeah. your life and your kids can survive. Yeah. Then you can go out there and you can just give it that fuck it attitude. Yeah, so 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 be careful the shit you posting on Facebook and LinkedIn. Um and I also see you uh all my, my LinkedIn uh connections that I know who try to slide in their political commentary on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is, is for it's a professional network. It's for professional networking. You want to post some stuff about your job, your industry, your career, looking for stuff, that's what LinkedIn is for. When you start, when you start tending, start leaning this other way. You're showing your colors and you letting everybody know that work with you, that has worked with you, that may be considering working with you, that you this type of person. Now, we all go mm-hmm. to work and be around people <laughs> and we can tell yeah. we have very different opinions yeah. in life once we leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we still manage to shut the fuck up. And do our job. And do our job. And get this money. And all I'm saying is some of y'all just shut up and do your job and everything will be fine. Stop trying to be the rabble rouser in the office. Say, I just want to, I like having conversations and political commentary. No, you don't. No, you don't. Because you don't want to hear what I'm going to say back to you. And then we're going to be in a different situation. You probably had this happen in a couple Mm. jobs where they they decide Mm. they want to get a little free with the comments. Yeah. And want to ask you your take. It's like, you don't want to know. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to know. (laughs) You don't want to know. You don't know the fuck. Yeah, I've heard some of the, 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 the most. You know, it's funny because when people are comfortable around you, that's when they tell you the shit that they would never tell anybody. Yeah. So I got to the point to where, like, when I'm at work, I like having conversations with people because I want to make them comfortable enough to where they can say shit that they wouldn't normally say to me. Mm. It's almost like when you got that white friend that come, get comfortable enough to say nigga around you, mm. and then you then you got to set them straight. And be like, hold on, bro. Yeah. It, it ain't like that. Yeah. Shout out to Bel Air. 
Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like it's kind of like that. It's like you, you, I've, I've been in work situations where I just keep talking to people and I already know where they're going. Yeah. But I just keep talking to them and I'm cool yeah. with them. And, you know, I explain different stuff. You know, they come to me because they think, you know, I know everything black. Mm. And I explain it to them and put it down just so I can let them get to where they're comfortable so I can see how they really, <laughs> really feel. Yeah. And then that's when I break it off and, 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 and I treat them the way they're supposed to be treated. Mm. But you got to make them comfortable because if they're never comfortable, they're never going to show you those true colors. Nah. Nah, but you give it time, though. You give yeah. it time, it comes. Yeah, I'll never forget, man. I had to do that work one time. Once he got comfortable, this dude said the stupidest shit I ever heard in my life. He told me, he said, I don't think slavery oh, shit. was as bad as they portray it to be on TV Woo! and in movies. Oh. And he said, the reason I don't believe that CRT. is because at that point in time, black people were property. And who would treat their property that way? Ooh. I looked at this dude and I said, really? I said, that's got to be the stupidest shit I ever heard in my life. Have you not never been in somebody's house that was just ran down? Mm. Or somebody, the car was just, just beyond fucked up because they didn't take care of it? Look how some of these people treat their kids. Mm. I said, and you really going to sit here and say something like that? I was like, that's the stupidest shit I ever heard in my life. Wow. And it was in front of like five people. <laughs> of course the conversation was done at that point but you yeah, know yeah, it's just yeah. how it is sometimes yeah but yeah. you gotta give them you gotta let them get out there so they can tell you how they really feel about stuff yeah it comes you know it comes because if you just walk around mean and rude all the time then, then nobody's gonna have a real conversation with you no and that's important for people to understand if you're an asshole all the time off the bat straight out the gate mm. People are never really going to have a real conversation with you and talk to you and tell you what they really think and how they really feel about stuff yeah so you got to have some kind of balance between the two. You, you got to know when to just say, you know what, let me pull back a little bit. Let me let them rise so we can see where they're going. Yeah. And then there's a there's always a question of how far to let it ride. And I I threw to and I threw it during during Bain's comments. I said shout out to Bel Air, Bel Air, and just to to, to tie it in to some stuff that we're talking about. Um, Bel Air is the remake of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air show that starred Will Smith um, a couple of decades ago, and now this one's on Peacock and it's called Bel Air, and it's a little, a little on the grittier side, a little bit more closer to the euphoria side of the fence. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like it's not a sitcom. It's not, it's not that funny. There's some funny parts in there, right. but it ain't funny. This more is, dramatic, more. This real, is strictly a drama. More. Yeah, yeah. This is strictly a drama that has some funny parts, but it's a drama. And there is, um, for those of you who don't know, I just give you a high level view of, of some of the characters. So, um, one of Will's cousins, uh, Carlton, and you guys know, you know, from Alfonso Ribeiro, uh, the famous Carlton dance that he did. So he was really in in our terms, in our parlay, uh, parlay uh, square, yeah, very square dude, um, conformed to the the Beverly Hills lifestyle that he was, uh, that he grew up in. Yeah, that he grew up in. So he, he he was in that he was in that lifestyle where he spoke a certain way, dressed a certain way, did certain things, had certain hobbies that if you came from another neighborhood, we would look at that as square or something else and you had their other names around about it, right? Um so they take that and then they 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 kind of blow it up a little bit more in in this uh, version of Bel Air. So he's actually Carlton is a star lacrosse player. And I won't give, you know, spoiler alert for a little bit, but I won't give you too much of it. Um, but he is one of the most popular kids at the school, which didn't happen, which wasn't right. the way, wasn't the way the show. Yeah. So he is one of the most, if not the most popular black person at the school, at Bel Air mm-hmm. Academy, um, with, with girls too, which also didn't happen in the first yeah, one. Yeah, it did not happen. So girls, guys, he's on the lacrosse team. Think about it, he can get a lacrosse scholarship. 
still smart as shit, mm-hmm. whatever. So there's a scene in the show where I think it was after a game where his teammates, um, and it was a mix. Most of them were white. There were a couple of uh, what looked to be Asian. Um, I can't com- confirm that. It, lo- it looks like that because of some of the comments that were made. Um, he's the only black person in there, and they are playing rap music, and they're celebrating. Hmm. And the white dude's just rapping every hmm. every <laughs> n word, yeah. every n word. Yeah. He and he just going on with it. Yeah, I see what he's he going dancing. He's going, and they just rapping, and he's like nothing's going on. So Will walks in the locker room to go talk to Carlton. He hears it. He hears one of the white students mm-hmm. say "nigger," and he was like, "Hold the fuck up! Stop the music!" So he goes over there to confront him. Carlton takes yeah. up for his friend. Mm-hmm. It was like, you need to just chill. Why is it okay for rappers to say it? And <laughs> these guys can't say it. He come up with that shit, right? Yeah. But he looked at Carlton like, motherfucker, you really cool with this shit, bro? Mm-hmm. Like, you let them get so comfortable around you that they feel they can say and do whatever, they whatever want. the fuck they want. Now, there's two things. One, there was the comfortability portion, but there was a, a comfortability portion that how how comfortable is comfortable because in Carlton's view, he didn't want to ruffle feathers at his school where he was right. one of the popular kids. And he was yeah. in with the in crowd. And so he was taking what would be the argument. Now, I'm not saying he he, he took that argument from the from his from his white uh, his white peers. It could legitimately be the way he, he thought because Carlton was conservative in the first show as well. Um, but it's like how comfortable is comfortable. And when Will said something to him, I think it was the first time that Carlton thought about it. Well, that's the other thing too. Is it really comfort or is it, or is it self-preservation? That's a good question. That's that's the question because that's a good question. it's the difference between with letting something slide because you're comfortable mm-hmm. or or letting something slide because, like you said, and I haven't seen it for everybody out there. I haven't watched it. Mm-hmm. You know, I just heard some things. I heard like little Ashley is gay. I heard some some different stuff. Yeah. But I hadn't watched it. Cheers. Um, but I plan to eventually. Mm-hmm. But it's a question of like you said, because when you say that he gets to a point where now he's popular and he's accepted, he doesn't want to mess those things up. Yep. So now really is it that he's comfortable or is it self-preservation? Which is the question that when he thought about it eventually, you can see the wheels turning in his brain right. where he's he's really being introspective because nobody called him on it. Yeah. So now he's really thinking about it. Now, later in the series, there comes something else within the, the racism and the comments turn towards him. Mm. And, we'll, and then he gets it. Now he realizes that what he was trying to trying to what he thought was accepted is yes. not accepted. Yes. Or where he thought he yeah. was accepted, he's yeah. really seen the same. Yes, because he he thought he was of the ilk uh, or the belief, and you hear this this bullshit all the time out there of no, we don't see color. Yeah, and then right. I tell you what, though, real life. So I got a, a cat that I work with, Spanish cat, mm-hmm. Mexican, you know, family from Mexico, mm-hmm. so not just Latin, but from Mexico, and his son plays sports. And he was there one day, and he walked up on the the boys, and this is high school, mm. and it was him and like three Caucasian kids, and the three Caucasian kids was talking bad about one of the black kids, yeah, and calling him nigga and out of his name and stuff, yeah. And his son didn't say nothing; he was upset about it. Mm. So when he got home, he explained to him, he's like, "If they're saying talking about him like that, how you think they're talking about you when you're not around?" Yeah, and you let that shit slide. Mm-hmm. Which means you're okay with it if you let it slide. Mm-hmm. When they're going to turn around, they're going to be talking about you the exact same way. Yeah. Because obviously they already showed their character. They already showed what they're capable of. You've seen it firsthand. So why would you think it would be any different when you're not around? Mm-hmm. 
So it's the same thing. Yeah. It sounds like from from what you know you said, I haven't watched it. That's that. But once you realize that that you're not as accepted as you thought you were. Yeah, you shit ain't always sweet right and they may not be saying it because you're in the company with them you know but that they're, they're like like bane said you got to pay attention to people's character and it also goes to you know in any situation where you condone stuff right we look we look at people all the time shit we, we look at ourselves a couple of times with it was some people that we hung out with that were doing certain things mm-hmm. we were like man i gotta get the fuck away from you because i don't want nobody to think that i condone yeah. the yeah, shit that exactly. you do yeah yeah. So, you know, guilty by association. Guilty by association. And look, there's self preservation. Look, I'm not saying that you need to fight everybody in every scenario, but if you see something off and you smell something off, you can get away from that situation and say, Hey, I don't I don't condone this. I don't believe the same thing you do. I can't fuck with you no more. And rock mm. out, right? There's 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 diplomatic ways to do it and move the fuck on. You don't always you know, you don't always have to get get into fights and, and yell and shit like that. So you can still it's still some self preservation and just getting the fuck away. Right. So understand that there's ability that you have to 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 handle things. But, yeah, I'll also be cool. And this this comes out a lot. And like I said, we talked about the coworkers and friends and shit like that, where you may be cool with one person. But then when they get around, they people or you hang mm-hmm. out with like, come hang out with me and my friends. And you get the shit yeah. they friends saying. Then it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you sit there quiet as a church. <laughs> yeah. Class. It's yeah. Like, so you you hear them yeah, saying yeah, this yeah. shit. Yeah. This how you do. Yeah. Like, really? This how you do. Yeah. Like, these are people you hang out yeah, with. These your people. Now, this really will come up when you get around family. Yeah. That's oh, really. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> you see? Yeah. You see it's really when you get them around That's, their fam. Hey, and you know what happens with sometimes when you dating chicks? Too? Yeah. Like, they present themselves a certain way. And even and they may be that way, mm-hmm. and they may not agree with what their family say and do. But when you meet them and you're around them, it's like, oh wait, mm-hmm. this is eye opening. This is yep. this is awakening. Like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. I didn't know your people was like this. You know, yeah, it's it's it's, it's definitely a, a a sign about somebody's character, what they accept and what they don't accept. Yeah, and it goes to long term relationships too. Like, can can you be around this person knowing that they condone this? Or yeah. knowing that they have a relationship with people that they're yeah. not going to get rid of, and they people yeah. condone it, and knowing and, and knowing that you're not going to get along with those people, yeah. So it's going to be a class, and yeah. sooner or later, and and any time when you talk about a, a serious relationship, even if it's just best friends, like you're really really cool with somebody, and y'all want to be best friends for life, mm-hmm. if you have a serious class with a family, it's it's going to have an issue between you and that person being friends. Mm-hmm. It's just what it is. If it's dating. You know, it's, it's a classic, you know, the parents don't like you or you don't like the parents. Mm-hmm. You know, you just got different reasons. And it's the same way when you got friends because you got friends that you want to share parts of your life with, but you can't do it because they can't be around your people. Yeah. You know, or, or your wife don't like your friends, so they don't invite them to shit that they have. Oh, man. You I know, don't it. don't invite your friends to this. And, and, you know, we having this, but don't invite those guys or don't invite those girls. Yeah. Because they don't like them. I got some family members like that, boy. They you disappeared. Know? Family and friends that disappear. Once they marry somebody, disappear. Or they get be in a relationship. You can tell yeah. the person they married don't fuck with us. Hey, I remember And you know this. There's hey. some people we know that don't bro, <laughs> they bro. can't hang out with us no can't more. Can't hang out with us no more. <laughs> we don't get invited unless we get a girlfriend. Yeah, we don't get invited to shit. You know, and I, I dated a lady one time where her best friend got married and she didn't talk to her for like four years hmm. till she got divorced. Yeah. Because the man she married didn't want her talking to none of her friends, didn't want her dealing with none of her friends. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just one of them things. Woo. So the the character, the the, the people that you deal with, it, it, it shines a light on your character. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why it's so important, you know, for me 
to to keep track of the people that I deal with. Okay. You know, and to just so so when people because it's like anything else. If somebody see you with a chick three or four or five times, that's your old lady. Oh yeah. It don't matter what you say. It don't matter who you say it to. Yeah. That's your old lady mm. because they don't they, they seen you with her too many times. Yeah. They seen her on your hip. That's your old lady. It's the way it go. Yeah. You know how many times you just fall into a relationship you didn't even know you was in one <laughs> <laughs> until they tell you. Yeah, yeah, because they seen you with them enough that that's your old lady. It's the same thing. It's the same thing with your friends. They see you with some people enough. That's your people. That's what you do. That's how you do. That's how you live. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. So you got to check the people that surround you and tell them, hey man, that shit ain't cool. We don't get down like that. So you know, don't bring big girls into the section. You got you got to check them. <laughs> you you got to check them in the beginning. Uh, so a couple of stories like that. We won't dive too deep in them because I haven't I haven't gotten all the way out of it. But another segue about checking people around you that you know doing foul. I started watching the. Um, there's a documentary show on Showtime. Uh, I think it's Showtime or HBO Max by Kamal Bell about uh, Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's. I think it's a four part series where they're walking through the beginning of Cosby's career to where he is now. And just the string of clues that he left, similar to R. Kelly, the string of clues he left of shit that he was doing, right? Mm-hmm. When he had the stories about the Spanish fly, mm-hmm. and they interviewed <laughs> some of the women that, you know, that was supposedly, you yeah. know, uh, victims of his and shit like that. But it gets to like that, Harvey Weinstein, a couple other folks, it gets to the point where it's like, what fascinated me so much about this story and Weinstein as everybody else is when the shit came out, it wasn't a shock to most people right. that were around him. Like to, mm-hmm. to the consumer, to us, it was a shock yeah. because we only get the view on TV. Yeah. But to the people that actually knew these folks, they were just like, hmm. okay, they finally caught him. Like, yeah, yeah. the fuck do you mean? Yeah. Like this shit's <laughs> been going on for four decades. Yeah, it's like, oh really? Oh y'all just figuring this out? Yeah, and and none of y'all said shit. None of y'all did shit. Yeah, because they got them in the money. I, you do, and that's when we get to condoning certain fucking behavior. They got them in the money, and it's like, even the motherfuckers. You even think like we think shit like this. If there's and we had this story so many times. There's a girl that comes. You may have just met her, and she's having a conversation about her old man beating on her. Mm-hmm. Right, treating her bad, talking her crazy, beating on her. And, you know, you don't have any tie to her, so you're not going to put your cape on and go over there. But you ask right. some simple questions. Yeah. Hey, you got any brothers? Yeah, uncles, uncles dads, cousins. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. They did stay that, you know, this, that, that. So. Yeah, where they at? Yeah, they well, ain't nobody go see him? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Ain't nobody go talk to this guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ain't nobody go have a conversation with old dude? And oftentimes, no. The answer's no. Yeah. They don't. And so this that, that reminded me of this where it's like, it was too many people to me to be comfortable. It was too many people that was just like, yeah, he been doing that. Like, mm-hmm. how do you shrug this shit off? You know, because, and, and but but you know what it is, though? Mm-hmm. It's because the person that it's happening to, they're not personally connected to you. That's fair. That's and, fair statement. And then they don't want to affect their money. You know what? That's, That's over there. This is my money. I'm not dealing with it. Or I personally know this person, and this person is keeping me in the money. Yeah. So what happened over there ain't got nothing to do with me. That's just wild. Now, if man. something happened and they asked me, I might tell them the truth. But if they don't come to me directly, yeah. just like I say, if you didn't touch me, I wasn't there. Yeah. If you don't ask me directly, I'm not volunteering. Because that's a, that's that's the type of society we live in. Yeah, you're right. But unfortunately, society has has pushed us to be that way. 
mm-hmm. because we live in a place where a lot of times you can get in more trouble for doing what's right. Oh, definitely. Then you can't for just letting what's wrong slide. Definitely. You know, intervening can get you in a point where it can not only cost you a lot of money, mm-hmm. but it can cost you your reputation. Mm-hmm. It, it, it could just it can just end up so bad for you in the long run that we've been taught more to stay out of our business because that's the way our society's been ran. Yeah, that's the way our society was built. You mind your business and be happy and keep on keeping on. Mm-hmm. That's the way it is. That's yeah. the way our society has always been ran. Yeah, in anything that changes that that makes people uncomfortable becomes a very big issue even if you're just explaining your own situation yeah because there's been people that's been talked bad about for just talking about them like this is the shit that's happening with me yeah and people are like well you shouldn't say it at this point and you should just go out there and do your job anyway and put a smile yeah. on who yeah, said exactly. it? Uh, uh we had some um some gymnasts saying it with mental health mm-hmm. we've had a uh, basketball player said with mental health yeah we've had uh shit russell westbrook just said it. he had a quote uh he was doing a post-game interview where he said it really started to get to him said the booze and stuff don't bother him because he chose the life he is a professional athlete and that's what happens yeah he said, but I've become increasingly aware of how my children and family take everything that's happening to the point where I don't want my wife and kids coming to games anymore. Right. Because I don't think they should hear, you know, be teased or jeered or people, you know, calling my calling me out my name and saying right. something else and calling their daddy this and that for no reason other yeah. than playing the game and not playing it to the level that they want you to play it to. Yeah. You at work and people are yelling at you at work. And he got to the point where he was like, I don't even want my kids around. I don't want my, my wife or my mm-hmm. kids around because they're now they got to go to school and now they're getting heckled. Right, exactly. They, his kids getting picked on by how he's performing at work. Yeah. And, you know, there's all the comments on the other side. So, so shut up so, and play ball and shit. So, what, so what, how do you feel about that? And, and the reason why I asked you about that mm-hmm. is because should people take that as just something that comes along with that type of money that you make? No. And, and and I asked that question because, mm-hmm. of course, we don't think that, that family should have to deal with stuff that you have to deal with at work. It shouldn't come home. Work and family really should be should be separated. Should, yeah. But at what point should we say, say you're a movie star mm-hmm. and you're making $40 million, I don't know what the fuck they make, but you're making $40 million for this movie. Sure. And this movie come out and it sucks. Mm-hmm. So now all your kids hearing when they go to school that movie your daddy made. Shout out to the Will Smith and the Wild Wild West. Yeah, yeah, you know it was just shit. It mm-hmm. was horrible. Mm-hmm. And so now they're getting heckled. But your sixteen year old driving this new BMW in sure. this Jeep because of that sucky ass movie that you made. Mm-hmm. You know, or living in a you know seven thousand you know square foot house. Mm-hmm. You know, with five swimming pools and sure. and, and your sixteen year old son got a got a big booty maid to clean his room. I don't know. How those things work in his room, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> no more flowers being thrown. You know what I mean? Clean, so, so, yes. at, so, at what point do you tell somebody, well, you know what? If you don't want to do this type of job mm-hmm. and make this type of money, you don't have to. You could go be an accountant, and your kids wouldn't have to worry about this kind of stuff. So, I have an appreciation for choice, and uh, the last scenario you gave where you can choose to do something else i agree with that i agree i agree you choose to go do something else but here's the other side people should not be absolved from stepping over the line 
you should still mm-hmm. have to pay for stepping over the line and being a shitty human being. So I get on one side, you say, hey, you chose this gig and you get paid such and such. It comes with the territory. It doesn't have to come with the territory. No, it doesn't, it doesn't have, have to. to. No, I agree to. with you, too. And shitty people should not yeah, be exhausted yeah, yeah. certain it, things. It, it, I agree, it, too. It doesn't have to. Now, I get it. It is what it is. But it doesn't have to come with the territory. So I'd get in a scenario like him. I wouldn't I wouldn't have my family there, not on the floor with fans, maybe up in a suite or something like that. or in a Yeah, but the thing from. is, even if you don't, mm-hmm. that's not going to keep them separate from the things they're still going to have to do with. Oh, it's not. You know what I it's mean? Not. It's not. But it's the difference. It's still, it's still a little bit, right? It's not 100%. Yeah, you, you have a bad game and your kid didn't come to the game, but they still got to go to school the next day. Yeah. It's going to be a conversation. I understand. But to me, that's just teaching your kid, you know, how to how to be picked on and maneuver. Yeah. We all been picked on. Then what about, the good days? What, we, about we, the, what about the days when what, they the superstar? Like, but we, we ain't had no fam, famous fathers and shit. Well, we got picked on. Saying, so you know, we have to figure yeah. it out. So that's yeah, what, what about the days think. when they the superstar and then the kid go to school and, you know, you know, girls throwing a 16 year old draws. You got the good with what I'm saying. You got the good with the bad with it. I understand. So where do we draw the line? I understand. Where do we, and of course a lot of people out there we we like to play a lot of devil's advocates on here. And that's that's what we do. A lot of stuff we say we don't necessarily believe, but we want to look at the other side. Yeah. So that other people who who may believe different mm-hmm. at least hear an, an opinion or hear how we feel and know that we thought about those aspects of the of the situation that we're talking about. Yeah, but you, you and I talked about this, and I'll make this statement. I won't make it for Bane, even though I, I, I feel he may feel similar than I do because he don't watch sports. I think sports fans are some of the most irrational, stupid people on the planet. Yes, yes. I, I'd hit the applause button if I had you, one. For you to be able, for you to allow somebody else going to work and doing their job to affect you for days, weeks, years mm-hmm. after that day of work is over, it's bananas to me to let somebody else have that much control over your life. That's one. Two, like I said, there's shit that comes along with it, but you there still need to be boundaries. For example, the name calling is whatever. As kids, we get picked on. You got to teach a kid how to be faster, right? Whether mm-hmm. you call it Jones in or playing the dozens or whatever it is, we all know how to come back. It's either one way or the other. Either I know how to make jokes to take a joke at you or I hit you in the face. One or the yeah. other. That's how shit happens yeah, in school. Exactly. You got to figure it out which one your kid is uh, in that space. So <laughs> you're going to have to figure it out because it's a lot of us walking around that didn't have famous daddies that still had to defend ourselves from being picked on no matter what it was. Right? Yeah. I, I didn't have these same size ears since I was a baby. <laughs> so I had to learn how to be funny yeah. and shit, you know, uh, till I learned how to fight. Like, sound like Martin. Yeah, <laughs> I, had to, I had to. You know, my son got these ears too, so he, gonna, yeah. he had to learn how to fight early. Um we have to figure that we have to go through that. So I'm not even on that side, but there's some shit that goes to the extreme. For example, like when LeBron decided he wanted to leave Cleveland years ago to go to Miami, they were burning this motherfucker's jerseys in the street. Like, who the fuck are you people? Like, yeah, what yeah. What yeah. And, and I agree with you too. You know, I don't like sports fans. <laughs> I know anyways. you don't like sports fans, but that's you know, one more motherfucker asked me for an outlet so he can play fantasy football. <laughs> you stage your ass at home if you need an outlet. That, that shit bad. is so nuts to me. But you no, asking I don't, me to move tables. No. I don't think there's a job that just because you do a job and you have a shitty day at work that there's a limit that people can say. They can criticize you. They can say you're a shitty day at work. Your boss yeah. can say, "Hey, you fucked up." Okay, I understand. And, and that's what I was going to go to. Yeah. It's, it's oh, the I, same thing oh, with the shit that you decide to deal with at work. Yeah. 
sometimes it's for based on the amount of money that you make, sometimes you deal with more bullshit. Yeah. Because of the money that you make. Yeah, but I think a lot of us wouldn't be in the jobs, even even if you're making a good amount of money. If you did, if you turned in a shitty report or you forgot to do something or email or you dropped the ball, if as soon as that shit happened, you walked out in the hallway and everybody was <laughs> booing you and throwing <laughs> shit yeah. at you. Yeah. Throwing shit at you. But you're not making millions of dollars Say your year. kids ain't shit. It's a lot of people are, though. I'm just saying. <laughs> Hey, I'm just you're saying. Making a million dollars a year, you might take that. I'm just saying, there's a lot of you coming. You might out. take that. I'm just saying, to in the regular world, you might just be checking your check. Did my check drop? In the, yeah, big, okay. in the regular okay, world, okay, boo, yeah, but that check. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is what some of the some of the athletes uh-huh. are doing, and they get shit for that. When I they think, go ding, I think LeBron yeah. was saying. I yeah. think LeBron even took that off the shoulder. It was like, yeah, I'm really crying tears into my pool or some yeah. shit like that into yeah, my spot. <laughs> you know cool. what? Let me tell my maid and my butler how I feel mm-hmm. about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, let me wipe my face with this hundred. Yeah, let me talk bill. to this dude that's washing my car. Um, no, no, no. There's uh, look. You can take criticism. There's criticism in saying you did a shitty job. That is what it is. But like I said, when it's directed towards your family, that, that's a different thing. And I can understand that as a, as a as a father that I'd be protective in that in that scenario. But yeah, you can always choose uh, to go do something else. And that's mm-hmm. I just I just think it's fucking weird, man. I just think it's weird and it's odd. So with that, I'm gonna pause and I'm gonna segue because I'm gonna give you a chance to rant. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you care about this week, man? Oh, so where should we start? <laughs> you want to talk about getting thrown out? We going well, to- we're going to go there in a minute. But first, let me say, uh, oh, let's see. Uh, so we had an act, like a, they, they said a possible active shooter incident yesterday. I don't know oh, if you heard yeah, about yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it. At, Over uh, there by uh, Greenway Plaza. Oh, Greenway, 20 Greenway. And, you know, I was working this other uh, this spot. Shit, and uh, some people sushi was, down the street. Some people, yeah, some people mm-hmm. was calling and, and, you know, and they was just, just kind of texting me and telling me about it because they was wondering what area I was in. And, you know, normally during the day I'm not doing nothing but running around and being a fool anyways. <laughs> so, uh, but the last I heard about it was a guy that shot somebody on, like, the 10th floor. Mm-hmm. Shot one person, then, he got, then they got ghosts, guy, girl, whoever it was. Mm-hmm. So it was really wasn't an active shooter. He wasn't just out there randomly just shooting people. Right. You don't go up to the tenth floor, shoot one person, and then yeah. get ghosts, and then you know come across as active shooter. Which I really was unhappy when I turned the news on. Yeah, it's all not these that. sites were saying you know possible active shooter. Yeah, it's and not so that. And so it's not when that. it wasn't what it was. No, allegedly he went in and shot one person. Yeah, like supervisor something. He went and shot one now, person. Granted, yeah. I didn't. That was the last time I watched it. I looked at the story online, which was like two thirty or three in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been back since, so maybe it changed. But I know at that point, everybody was spread out, and they were trying to find him. So yeah. he obviously, well, he or she, I don't know who it was, obviously wasn't just randomly shooting people. Right. And if you go up to the 10th floor to shoot somebody, that's somebody that you think deserves to be shot. Yeah. In your brain, yeah. you said, I'm going to shoot you, you, not everybody. Yeah. You. <laughs> yeah, yes. because the 10th floor is not easy to get away from because you can't take the quick way down. <laughs> so nope, sure can't. Especially in them Greenway buildings. There's security on the first floor that you yeah. go to. There's probably a key card access to get to the floor. Yeah, and you there's, and there's a lot of places that, depending on the business, they still shut down, like you said, key cards. You yep. can't even get in there. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just a lot of stuff, you know, because of COVID, the way things going. So I just dislike, I just really dislike the fact that they kept saying active shooter yeah. or possibly active shooter yeah. when that really it's wasn't the n- scenario. Not the same scenario. And because I've been keeping up with some different gun laws that's been happening, like California is, is, is finally going to the Supreme Court, the case about the magazine ban. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And on the uh, capacity. In the Washington state, just ban the capacity of magazines down mm-hmm. to 10 okay which is one of the reasons why i've been been watching it is because it's just interesting to see what's going to happen because whatever the supreme court rules is what's going to have the washington's going to have to adjust accordingly 
Now, Washington State did what California did in the beginning, mm. which was grandfather people in. But California went back and changed the law and said, we're not grandfathering you no more. Yeah, fuck so all now that. you either got to turn them over, you got to destroy them, or you got to modify them to fit the new laws. Mm. Uh, been, been keeping an eye on what's happening in New York. You know, New York tried to pass a law, or they already passed it, or it's at the state Supreme Court, whichever level it's at. They said that you can't have a concealed handgun license unless you have a good enough reason to have one. Yeah. And self-defense, they're not considering I'm having it for self-defense as a good enough reason. No, no, no. Yeah, there was um, yeah, there was some shows that talked about that, too, that's notoriously hard to get a concealed handgun license in New York. Like, you got to yeah. jump through a lot of extra hoops yeah. just to get one. Yep. So it's, uh, it's interesting. And so then that's like at a state Supreme Court or whatever level it's at. And, and, of course, they're anticipating losing that. So New York has set some other laws that they're trying to set in place like, well, you can't have, you know, even if you have a license, you can't have it if it's more than this many people in that place. Or you can't have it in any public place, and including, including public transportation. Oh, yeah. Good luck enforcing that. Yeah. So it's all these other things that's going on. It's just really I've been keeping my own eye on just because I want to see what's going to happen or where it's going to go, you know, with the way a lot of things have been happening here lately. Uh, with them, you know, it's like some some people are pushing and like Congress and some other stuff. They're trying to disband the ATF, uh, saying that the ATF period because ATF is just making up their own laws. It's not well, actually yeah. going through. I mean, I got a question for you though. It's all like, kind it's, of crazy stuff. It's alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, right? Yeah. Do we still need them? And that's what they're saying. And, and, and don't other agencies well, cover? And that's what they're saying is they're trying to disband that and just give those. Uh, duties to different uh, yeah, I was agencies. Like, yeah, don't other agencies already, that already that have to run through it? But the problem with the ATF is that, that they're just making up their own laws yeah. and they're trying to enforce them. And the problem with that is there's regular people that have been abiding by the laws and now all of a sudden what you're doing makes you a felon. Mm. Just out of the blue. Mm. Because they decided to change the law that never went through the process of becoming a law like other laws do. Mm. And that's the problem with it. And I've been listening, and, and it's, law has always intrigued me because it's so interpretive. Sure. That you have to go to these higher courts and they look at all these things, but what happens with these higher courts is they know that when they make a decision, it's going to set a precedent. Mm-hmm. And they don't even know what the precedent's going to be for exactly, but they know that once you get to a Supreme Court, they know that it's a high probability that later down the line somebody's going to go back and pull that case Oh, yeah. Use it as an example. Oh, definitely. So that's part of what's happening now is like the case that they use for tasers, you know, saying, you know, is, is, is it are they owned mostly by, you know, law abiding citizens for law abiding things? And they got these different laws. And I don't recall what they call all of them, mm-hmm. but it's they got all these little laws that, that are inherently pretty simple. But then leave just enough room for somebody to interpret them. So they can kind of shape things the way that they want to shape them. Well, yeah, I mean that's the, so that's been the the, the fuss of the commotion around Supreme Court nominees. Yeah, right. It's because it's it's interpretation. It's the same law. They're looking at the same words on the mm-hmm. page. It's just you want somebody that interprets the law this way versus you want somebody that interprets the law that way. Um, yeah. So let me ask you a question, and this comes up to that 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 shooter scenario and the other scenario that happened um, in in Highland Park at uh, Rasushi where there was a gunman that allegedly fired a shot. I think it was in there. I don't think anybody was hurt, according to the rules. But um, he was then taken down by two patrons, one of which is an MMA fighter who fought in a UFC pay-per-view a couple 
months ago or something like that. But they took him down, got the weapon away from him, took the backpack away from him, and held him until the police got there. That's how the story went um, for Ross Sushi. Um, so here's a conversation I was having yesterday with one, with one of my students at the gym. I find it really fascinating that Texas, um, in general, Texas is one of the largest backers of or believers in the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. And right to carry, and that's why we're having these conversations about magazine capacity and what happens in other states. I don't, and this is me. I only have access to the news and Twitter and shit. I don't get the actual police reports. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot recall a scenario where there was a shooter in a public place, whether it be a grocery store, um, whether it be a restaurant, whether it be an office building or something like that. I don't recall a single story where somebody shot and citizens shot back. Now, mm-hmm. I do know the homeowners are shooting people coming in their homes. That that happens a lot, well, according uh, to the news. But I know a few in Texas, yeah, not in pu- Houston. Yeah, but I'm just saying in public, though, for, for a society that's gun, 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 gun rights, got to have my gun in case bad guys have guns. I want to be able to protect mm-hmm. my family. I want to be able to shoot. It ain't a lot of motherfuckers shooting these guys when they come out well, shooting. But the reason, no, the reason is because like we talked about before, mm-hmm. is because even though you did something that was right, don't mm-hmm. mean you don't have to pay consequences and repercussions. Oh, I understand. Don't mean that you might get sued civilly. Oh, I, even if you get clear, definitely. And if you get clear legally, how much money is it still going to cost I, you? Definitely. But that that means that you're thinking down a logical path, which I understand, which they teach you about when which you get in the CHL. Most, which most people who carry guns every day. Most the most of the people who carry guns every day think logically. So let me ask you a question. Now, a lot of people don't get that. So let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. I'm walk you down the path. Now. Yeah, yeah. Walk me. Walk me. Let's let's take this far. Walk, walk you down the path. Yeah. Let's so if that's the case, and you are alleging in this argument, not that he believes in this fully, but you're alleging in this argument that because they are logical thinkers and they think about the consequences of shooting somebody in the scenario that I just named, you're in a restaurant or in a, a grocery store or office building or something like that. And there's a shooter. There is a threat in the vicinity. You don't know where they're shooting, who they're shooting, or what the target mm-hmm. is. And you hear a shot go off. That because of the consequences, you don't shoot back. Why do you need the gun? Because how many of those instances are you not directly, meaning you heard the shot, but are they in the vicinity where they're shooting at you? Well, it's specific. I'll well, be specific. I'll be specific. So, yeah, because they're not in the vicinity. I don't know where they're shooting. I am in the grocery store. You just hear a shot. And there that are you believe shots. is from inside the grocery store, but yes. you don't know where it is. Or I even give you a scenario. We're in Walmart. Somebody, I see, see you, you shooting. Now, if, yeah. I see you. But am I behind you? And, and that's the thing, because mm-hmm. a lot of times I ask you was, yeah, you heard it. But were you in present danger? Were they shooting at you? Oh, were they facing you? I get you? it. Now you're talking about, you're talking about consequences after. But, yeah, but so that's, what, about see, in that's scenario. what a lot of people, but that's what a lot of people think about because of the society we live in. I, I don't disagree and, with you. And, and this is what's so shitty about it, uh-huh. honestly, is that that same thought process, mm-hmm. when you read articles and you listen to police officers, it mm-hmm. carries over there. Oh, I understand. Because a lot of them have to worry about before they do something that they believe to be right. Oh, sure. They have to know, okay, sure. what am I going to have to go through at work even though I think this is right? But I'm giving you direct, and it's society's fault. direct scenario. Not not law enforcement. Yeah, but the direct person scenario, with but the, the same thing. But they have it because if you yourself are directly. Even in the sales where they're directly. 
I'm in the gas station. Well, that's because somebody a lot of them, shooting into the gas station. Well, that's because a lot of them just bitches. That's why. That's I'm just saying. Let's get let's get to yeah, it. That's, yeah. that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's, that's because a saying. lot of them just. It's bitches. a whole lot of. It's a whole lot of. And this is a story that it's one a lot of my of students carry pistols. They never gonna shoot back. One of my, one of my students told me this shit at the time. It was uh, and I could have made this shit up, but it was a, I think it was a joke. He said, "Look, two people in a car. They're driving. Get pulled over by a state trooper." State trooper comes up, asks for a license registration. The person that's driving starts mouthing out to the state trooper. For whatever reason, state trooper hits that person in the motherfucking nose. Shut up. Give me a shit. Like I said, this is a joke. Don't know if this really happened. Just saying. So, all right, shut up. Give him the, you give him the, you know, the shit or whatever. State trooper walks around to the other side of the vehicle, taps on the window, tells the passenger put the window down, hits the passenger in the nose, and walks back out. He's like, the fuck did you do that for? He said, well, you just got your wish. And so the joke was, I know that as soon as you drive off and you get down the road, the person in the passenger seat is going to say, I would have never let that state trooper <laughs> punch me in the motherfucking nose. Like that. <laughs> but when the situation happens, yeah. chances are you ain't going to do shit. Yeah. And that's where I get to. We have a culture of people who ain't going to do shit. But yeah. they fight so hard to have the rights to have shit. To then not do it. That's all I'm saying. That's yeah. all I'm, I'm just but pointing you're out. I'm just right. pointing out the shit that's but, obvious. But, you, like, but, you, but remember though, we, we got a whole society, lot of shooters that don't shoot. We are a society based on rights. Oh, I get it. Not based on what we actually do. I get it. And I that's just, and that's what it boils down to is is our society has been so so long based on you pushing. I need to have the right to do. Don't mean I have to do it. Sure. But I need to have the right to do so mm-hmm. that I have the option. Sure. And in the long term, that option is what's really important. Not the fact that they will or they won't, because that's individualized. Mm-hmm. But if you take the option away, you take that option away from a group of people. I understand. So that's that's the way, at least the way I look at it. It's it's the option. I understand what you're saying. Whether the individual, you could talk all the shit you want. Like we know people all the time that yeah, they might I, train and they ain't never gonna fight. I understand what you're ain't, saying. Ain't gonna fight. You could walk up to them and hit them in the mouth, kick them in the nuts. And call their mama all kind of things, and they ain't never going to fight. And they've been training for 20 years. I completely understand what you're saying. I'm just saying I find it fascinating. Yeah. That we have a culture of people who who wish a motherfucker would, and then yeah. when a the motherfucker do. And really, <laughs> never, wish, never really wish a motherfucker never would. Never really wish a motherfucker would. <laughs> yeah. Never wish a motherfucker so, I just would. find it so fascinating, yeah. man. Yeah. I just I found that story fascinating that every one of these stories, like I said, homeowners, it's it's, it's never it's never in the story. It's one every week that I see on the news that somebody breaking somebody's house, the homeowner shoots them. All right, in their home they shooting. Yeah. But in public, these motherfuckers ain't shooting. So yeah. but there's a there's a there's a big fuss every time gun laws come in. Well, I need to be able to carry here, here. And I'm just like, why you ain't gonna do shit anyway? It's it's still about the option. You ain't gonna do shit anyway. So yeah. why the fuck are we arguing so hard? But that's just, what we say about a lot of people. <laughs> You're right. So I just I just I want to bring it up. I want to see what you're Bring me is. a spoon. I want to bring your point. I need an option. You I know what I'm saying? I need an option. That's all it is. That's why they made sporks. Because yeah. I want an option. Do I, I want need a fork an option, or do bro. I want a spoon? Yeah. Give me both. Give me both. Yeah. yeah. I don't have to bother you no more. So this argument to me is like having fucking sporks. And how many of y'all got sporks in the house? And yeah. you motherfuckers. Anyway. About oh, I got some leftover silverware. Let me go. So I'm gonna go. So we're gonna talk about urban social real quick. We're gonna shut this shit out about urban social. Go get Let me rant. drop this rant real quick. And I'm not a rant person that much. I usually leave that for my homeboy over here. Because <laughs> I rant. But let me tell y'all something. Yeah. Went to the spot. Was having a good time. It's getting packed. I'm talking about elbow to asshole packs. And it's, it's people in front of me. It's a group of girls crossing in front of me. So I can't get to where I'm trying to go to. I'm coming back from the bathroom. And a waitress is stepping, stepping on my ankle. 
trying to get by. And when I say stepping on my ankle, I'm talking about literally stepping on my Achilles tendon and pushing me in the back. So after about the second or third time, obviously I can't go nowhere. So I tell this young lady, I'm like, look, what you doing? Like you pushing me in my back. I can't, I can't go anywhere. So she gets upset. Bouncer comes over, asks me what's going on, say some stupid shit. So I tell him, look, man, this is what happened. I couldn't go nowhere. She is literally stepping on my ankle and pushing me in my back. What you want me to do? So the bouncer's like, oh, well, that's a little different then. So he takes mm-hmm. the girl. They go to the back. You know, but 10 minutes later, another bouncer comes get me and say, can we talk to you outside? So I'm like, yeah, no problem. Go outside. Ask me what happened. I explained to him what happened. He say, well, shit. I'm like, waitress, you, you work here. You can't do, you can't treat people like that. Same thing. Go back inside. I'm partying again. Now, another 10 minutes later, another bouncer comes, gets me, and he tells me, uh, the manager wants you to leave. For what? What the manager want me to leave for? Because they employee don't have no sense, don't know how to treat people. Mm-hmm. So we'll go outside, talk to him. I tell him, say, I tell you what, bro, let me speak to the manager. The manager at Urban Social refuses to come out and talk to me. Now, how shitty is a place where the manager refuses to come and talk to you? Now, this is not like you've been in a place where maybe you got in a physical altercation with somebody and they kick both of y'all out. Or maybe you got loud and you cursing and screaming and yelling at employee and you just irate and they Mm -hmm. kick you out. And the manager say, you know what, I'm not talking to you. We don't accept that here. Mm -hmm. I've had a nice logical conversation with every employee that's come and talked to me and this place the manager refuses to come out and talk to me that is a shitty fucking place you couldn't pay me to go back to this place I mean that makes no sense and if you allow your employees to treat people like that the reason I don't want to go back is because you're going to force me to be an asshole and you don't want me to be an asshole Mm -hmm. I could have very easily told that bouncer, which one of y'all going to make me leave? It ain't enough of y'all in here. Which is what I thought was the original conversation outside. Which yeah. is why I went outside. I could have very, very <laughs> easily told him, I tell you what, you tell the manager to come talk to me or y'all going to have to kick me out. Good luck. Let's see how this works. But I understand that it's not, the, it's like a security company. It's not their fault. They just have to do what they told to do. Mm-hmm. And I respect that and understand that because they're just at work. Mm-hmm. But that's a shitty place and that's a shitty way to run your business. And if you let employees do things like that, then that means that you're going to force people to be assholes when they come in there because of the way the staff treats people or because yeah. of the way the management runs things and shit rolls downhill. If the management allows that to happen, then that means it wasn't the first time. And no. it means it's not going to be the last time. Yeah. It's, so, it's, it, like you said, the the security there was doing what they were told to do. We assume, yeah, they were doing what their bosses told them to do. Their contractors, they they got to do their job. Um, I haven't been, and so let me let me preface this. Let me let me bring it back and get set the context around it. Um, we started going. It's a fairly new establishment. We started going. One, I know I started going because I, the owner, used to be one of my favorite bartenders at another establishment, and I wanted to support um, her new establishment and some. And it was. Like I said, nice vibe at times, but it gets way too crowded. Then it went from that to then they wanted to make sure, then they wanted to security to pat down everybody that walks in the establishment. Now, I don't know if I, I probably ran about this before because I ran to everybody about it. I do not, a couple of things. If, if there is a pat down in place and we're not at a concert venue or 
uh, I'm going into a government building or something that has, you know, um, metal detectors or something like that or TSA at the airport. Um, if it is an establishment that I'm going to for my leisure in that scenario, um, I don't like being pat down, period. There's 99.9% of the other venues in this city that don't do it. So I already don't like it uh, that you try to pat me down. It raises two questions to me. One, the pat downs are normally shitty anyway when yeah. you get pat down. So I know you're not catching everything. Um, two, some of these establishments are in neighborhoods that I frequent um, when I'm at work, when I can mm -hmm. possibly be with clients. And now I'm in the same area at a different point in time. And one of my clients or somebody I know may see me out in front with my arms spread, and my legs spread like I'm getting fucking arrested mm -hmm. before I go spend money in your venue. That's a fucked up thing to me. Then that's me. That's 40 year old me, 25 year old me, whatever. Um, I don't want to be treated like a criminal outside of an establishment before I walk in. I don't. Mm -hmm. That's me. And they don't pat down girls the same. They don't. We. But that's the first issue. Pat down girls. That's the first issue I have with 15. That's the first issue I have with 15. And I know some thug chicks, okay? And Some thug chicks. That's the first thing that rubbed me wrong about 5015 when they did is they wasn't patting everybody down the same. So I know you're not doing this for safety. So fuck out of here with that bullshit-ass argument. Um, so I, I don't like that at all. I don't like being treated like criminal before I go in the establishment. And the second part is at 40 and a father. I don't need to be in any establishment that thinks they need to pat people down. Mm -hmm. If you think you need to pat people down, that means you have some shit in this motherfucker that shouldn't be going on. I don't yeah. need to be here. Too anyway. old to be here. I'm too old to be here. So I don't. I'm fine with it. You do what you do, and I understand as a business owner, you don't want to be liable if something happens in your establishment. I completely understand. But I will say this, and it's a two pronged story, and it's a two pronged thing that you can think about. One, you can't control everybody that comes in your establishment, mm -hmm. but you can make it comfortable for certain people to come in your establishment. Yeah. And you making them comfortable coming in your establishment then means you have to put extra security measures in place because you make them feel comfortable. Now, if they were not comfortable coming in your establishment, meaning you're not catering to them or that crowd, then they won't come. Now, yeah. we can get into the conversation about dress codes and music and all that shit like that. Uh, we can do that shit till the cows come home. I understand you not want to be liable. I understand what's going on, but understand you are running away a certain type of clientele for your establishment. And if you're fine with that, rock on. I'm just making a statement and Bay's making a statement mm -hmm. of we ain't going. We ain't got to. So fuck it, we'll go find somewhere else to go. Um I really we we give establishments like this more chances. Cause the 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 first argument, yeah. argument everybody gives is, well you so hard on these back on establishments and the other stuff. No. I do the yeah, same thing yeah, anywhere. I stopped going to Kung Fu because they were yeah. racist at Kung Fu. But I want, you know how many times I went to Kung Fu? Mm -hmm. Once. One time. Yeah. When they first opened, I went to Kung Fu. Yeah. And I tell you what, I don't like to just flat out call people racist. But I will tell you this, it was some extremely uncomfortable shit. Look. And I've never been back. Folks, folks, Kung Fu, that was on the news to being racist. Pub Fiction in Midtown. Third Floor in Midtown. Mm -hmm. A uh, couple other bars we on had Washington. Good times at third floor, remember? Yeah, a couple other yeah. time, couple Friday. other times at uh, some places on Washington. I just stopped going to fucking Washington. Period. Period. Yeah, that's the uh, same way I am. Uh, I go over there. A couple of spots on. Shout Washington. out to Velvet Taco, uh, well, Dogwood. I can oh, name Dogwood. I, I, just, I can name. I can name a, a host of other non-black owned establishments that I've 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 treated 
like you give me shitty customer service or you make me hey. feel like a criminal unwanted. I don't I don't spend my money hey. with you. And let me throw this out to you. Mm-hmm. It's a couple of black owned establishments that people don't know it's black owned. Uh, because they make it look like it's not black owned. Yeah. This really racist as shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. You right about and that. And I ain't even gonna throw those names out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's some, it's I know some, a couple of limited spots. Some, yeah, it's some it's some hidden motherfuckers yeah, in there. That's, it's yeah. hidden that you don't yeah. know. Yeah. So I just wanted to throw that out there for the folks that may come with the the the, ba- the basic argument of well you treat black owned establishments different. No, we don't. We actually no. give them more chances. Yeah, exactly. we give them more chances because I kept going. Bang, joke about this on the podcast oh, before boy. when I say I'm not going nowhere. He said he's oh, going three yeah, more yeah, times. Yeah, he's going he three, three four more times. times at least. I I, I try. I yeah, try. Yeah, at least three or more I times. I make an effort to go back and see, <laughs> is it just me? Is it just this day that I yeah, went? Yeah, is it yeah. just this scenario? You're not going back this week? Is yeah. that what you're saying? This week? Yeah. And I got people on the other side that may work. That may be DJs. No, no, no. You just tell them you know me and I shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to. Exactly. I shouldn't have to know anybody. You shouldn't have to drop no names. Because this is what happens. If I'm telling people that I know you and I get in around the, the shit, then somebody else is saying they know you and they getting around the yeah. shit too. So why do we even have the shit here? Yeah. Why are we even having to do this? It shouldn't be this way. Yeah. It shouldn't be. So I'm adding to the rant, but I wanted to add some context to just let you know that we weren't out here just being assholes for no reason. No, I was um, extremely nice that night. Extremely nice. Was, Believe me, I've been was. kicked out of some places that I deserve to be kicked out of. <laughs> I have. In my youth, in my days, I've, I've been kicked out of some places that when I look back, I know that I absolutely, when I was there, I knew I deserved to be kicked out. Yeah. I just didn't care. Yeah. 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 But this yeah. particular they night. Let, they shouldn't let me back in. At this age, I went out of my way to be extremely nice, and it just hurts my heart that I go somewhere and I have a good time and that it's ran that bad. Yeah. Because it, no it was a decent night. It was a decent night before that happened. So, anyway, best of luck. Best of luck to the owner and everybody else there. Y'all yeah, like out. Oh, and on top of that, I'm like in square toes and like yeah, we was yeah we was, we was like I'm was, not even like even like no. you know dressed down. I'm no. not even like in tennis shoes and stuff. And y'all acting the fool. I'm no. like, come on, bro. No, so best of luck to everybody there. Uh, best of luck in business. Rock out. You just won't be getting our business anymore. We'll find somewhere no. else to go and take our dollars and spend them that way. And if you know like the owner, somebody you know, tell them I said it ain't worth the shit. Um, I know the owner, so yeah. Do me a favor, send him a text message. Well, you know I how I feel. Uh, so outside of that, let's get to before <laughs> before we you pissing off owners. Uh, you know, before we get to the other owners, you gonna piss off. Uh, yeah, I'm on the street. I'm on the road. <laughs> what are you watching? Just wait. What are you watching? Let's get to the. Oh man, you know what? Are you what? Watching? What are you listening to? What are you reading? Where we at? You know what? I have been doing so much stuff for work this last two weeks, and I will be for like the next three months. Mm-hmm. That. I've really hadn't been watching a whole lot of stuff. Like, I've been finishing stuff that I started, but I haven't been starting anything new. Okay. Like, I, I finished that Siren ser- series just because my brother had told me about <laughs> it. Uh, the weirdest shit. Killer Mermaid. Uh, I was watching uh, Killer Mermaids, uh, people. Shadow Hunters just because I saw the movie. Okay. Yeah, uh, which is all right. It's you know kind of basically along the lines of the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did go watch Bat the Batman. <sighs> uh, Let's pause. Let's pause. Yes, pause. Which was I was torn. <laughs> All right, tell me. Let's talk about it. I was torn. I'm not torn. <laughs> I was torn. I was. I'm not torn. Talk about it. What's your opinion? We'll we'll get your opinion. We'll come to you in a second. Kid. We'll get your opinion. So I really don't give a fuck, but I'm gonna ask you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so so there there are aspects of it that I really enjoyed. Okay. Like I like the fact that like the Riddler, they took him back to being like the way the Riddler was supposed to be. Okay. Instead, not, of, not goofy. instead of that goofy, not goofy you know, yeah. walking around like and, and shout out to Jim Carrey. I love Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. And he was casted to play a certain role. Mm. 
But to me, like, you know, wearing tights and stuff and laughing mm-hmm. and giggling the whole time was never the role that Joker was supposed to be. I mean that the uh, excuse really? me that the really was supposed to be right. So 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 aspects like that I enjoy. Okay. Uh, the dark. I, I I thought the guy did a better job than I thought, and I think it's because whatever his last name is that starts with a P. I forgot his name, Patterson. but Patterson. Yeah. Well, thank you. Robin. Because and I also have Sky. to remember the fact that when I think of him as an actor, I'm thinking about him when he was young. Twilight. He was in Twilight. Yes. But like when you look at him now, he looks like a grown ass man and older. Okay. And for me, it's like they started over a Batman at a point to where, because at first I was like, well, he ain't swollen enough to be Batman. Right. But then when I think about it, it was like, okay, they started him at a point where it was early where he wasn't supposed to be swollen enough to be a Batman. He didn't have the same gadgets that he I mean, look how his old school car and all these things. Uh-huh. So for an early Batman, which is what it seems like they wanted to portray him as, then I can start to understand it in that light. Okay, so between Gotham, where the TV show where he was a teenager, to you know you got Ben Affleck, you know doing pull-ups with a chain around his yeah. waist in the forty-five. Okay, so somewhere it fits in somewhere in between there, yeah, okay. it almost fits. Like I felt like you, in order to reinvent the Batman, are, because you, you had to reinvent cut, it because it's you're been, cutting him some bail right now. Go ahead. Because <laughs> well, they, in order to reinvent Batman, because there's been so many people played it, you had to come from a different angle. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what they really did or what they really tried to do. Now, I don't think the movie was just great. I don't think it was just great. Okay. But I do think it was better than what I thought it was going to be. Because I okay. thought it was going to be horrible. When okay. they said three hours, I was like, ain't no way I'm going to watch this shit at the movies. Mm-hmm. Like, ain't no way. Mm-hmm. But I did. And it was better than I thought it was going to be. Okay. Is that? Yes, that's, that's, I'm going to leave it at that. Kygo? Yeah, yeah. I'm waiting on you. Uh, it sucked. It sucked. I do appreciate... I appreciate the way they changed the realer so the realer wasn't goofy, but it seemed to me that there wasn't a lot of emphasis. There wasn't a lot of character building and development. They put a lot of emphasis on the acts that the Riddler was doing, mm-hmm. but not the actual Riddler. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it, it deviated a little bit from uh, even Bane had a lot of speaking parts. Yeah, and, and that's history. Even Joker had. Yeah, history. They yeah. had a little bit of development there where you got. You got invested in the villain. Yeah. Right? This dude seemed like a QAnon dude. Like, I'm on this message board and I hate the fucking yeah. government, so I'm a blow Almost like he wasn't even an important person in the, yes. in the story. Which yes. is what they did to Batman, too. And that's the reason why I didn't yes. think it was really great. Which exactly the same thing I was going to say. Because about I that. thought it was going to be de- developmental. I was going to say the same thing about that. So they also, Batman also, or I, I should say Bruce Wayne also didn't play as prominent a part in this as Bruce no. Wayne did in the other movies. Exactly, yeah. Which is weird to me. Like they really took a different take on this Batman. Yeah, uh, especially for the first movie. And it could have been it could have been the director and the writer saying, look, we're just going to do everything fucking different. Yeah. We're just going to get away from the template and we're going to do everything except for Catwoman because template. But everything else we're going to do outside of template. I didn't think the movie needed to be three hours long for them to get that point across. And, that's and maybe why that's part of the reason why I said it sucked because it was too long. If they had made that movie, hour, hour 45 minutes, still got to the shit they needed to get to, I probably would have been like, all right, I could, oh, let me see the next one. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that was my thing. Was My biggest thing was the, I really thought, that even the first uh, one with Christian Bale, mm-hmm. like they showed him what he went through as far as his training and the yeah. things he did, you know, Rise Al Ghul, to get to where he mm-hmm. needed to be to be Batman. Yes. This one where they just dropped him in as, as vengeance, there was no, 
there was no real backstory. There was real no no training. And when you go see a three hour movie, this the first movie out of what's assuming gonna be what you're assuming to be a series yeah. of some type, you expect more development in the character. Yeah. I, I wasn't in, I left the movie to that point. I left the movie not invested or interested in any other characters. Right. And at the end it was like now we're getting like once you finally yeah. the realer was finally revealed like oh now we're getting somewhere yeah like let's start the movie from but here. I will say this though for people who were never into Batman the movie was I think the movie was more made for people who were never into Batman is the way I look at it I then that's that's what I think that's gonna be a hard road to hope for them because yeah. I didn't see any I didn't see that's anything. what I feel as a newbie I didn't see anything to grab onto unless you came in as a Robin Patterson fan or something like that. I didn't see anything to particularly latch on to. Uh, as dudes, Zoe Kravitz, you know, watching her walk around on screen was cool. Yeah. Uh, but it was like, man, you know what I mean? Like, it's okay. I see why you're here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's, yeah. can we develop this story a little bit more? Like, I just, like I said, in other movies, I can go and tie my, <coughs> and find something. And it's even in Marvel movies, you can find a character or characters where you find some kind of, I know a person like that, or I understand right. that person, or I yeah. get where that came from. This, all the characters are just like, wow. Yeah. Even the penguin, it's just they like. Just, they just dropped the characters in with no backstories. Yeah. I didn't I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it. I thought it was a waste of three hours. Yeah. That, that's the long and short of it. You going to tell me you like this movie, uh, Engineer? Oh, I know no. you have shitty taste in me. So that's that. Uh, that's that that's, so, ladies, ladies, and, and I just, I'm assuming you. I'm assuming you like girls. I don't know what you like. I didn't ask, but anybody who's going on a date with this young man, don't let him pick the fucking movies. <laughs> don't let him pick the movies. You're gonna be bored out of your brain, and he's gonna be explaining to you how it's so amazing and it's shit. Now go ahead, get your get point. I'm gonna let you go. Because it showed that Batman was actually a detective this time. We never really got to see his detective skills. But this time around, I got to see his detective skills. And it added like a certain darkness about him that I really like. You like Batman because he was a fucking detective, bro? He wasn't right. really a detective. Right. Christopher Nolan like series too, too much. Okay. Too, too much? Or he wasn't? Okay. Because he always had. He always. Here in places. But he always had. And showed the type of skills that it, with whatever equipment he was using, yes. or you know, listening or yes. tapping, or he was always Look, looking he, for he, stuff and tracking stuff yeah. down. When he when he used everybody's cell phone signal tri to triangulate where people were, where the jokers were in the building and shit yeah. like that. When he figured out which one of the ships had the detonator, and, and, and that was the biggest thing about the Batcave was the computer and what it could do and what it couldn't do. So he was always to me, to always. me, he was always a detective. Always. I so I don't. I don't know, man. I think I think he just I think you just wanted to like it. <laughs> I don't think he really liked it. I think he just wanted to like honestly, it. Honestly, I think I think this movie is geared more towards newer generations to and kids? people that really okay. that I could take that because it's it's one thing for people to say that they they love DC and 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 and, and whatever. Ooh. Yeah. But people know that most people who really love DC is just shitty anyways because. Yeah. Marvel has outplayed DC for so long. Oh, it has. It just has. It just, it's just what it, it is. DC's coming out with the fucking Peacemaker, so no. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean. Aquaman it, it just, fucks which, fish. Which, which, <laughs> they, <laughs> yeah, which they have to make into a comedy in order for people to watch it. Yeah. 
they have to have a different aspect, a different level yeah. to get people to really appreciate. Fathers of white supremacists. You know, yeah. or try to. <laughs> yeah, it's like how many times have, have white supremacy been in, in a show or a movie? Like, you really got to bring it back, like, in peacemaking in order to make yeah. it watchable. This shit's wild. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but I, I think this was geared more towards new people or towards younger people. Okay. They didn't have, you know, didn't they expect certain things out of a, uh, the character, like of the old Batman. I can take it that I was not the intended audience. I can take that. Yeah. I can take I was not the intended. Because the other part of me that's not the intended audience is these motherfuckers had sniper rifles and they're shooting at Batman armor and he's shrugging his shit off. Well, like, I mean, you got a shotgun six feet away and you shoot him in the chest. Like. Instead of his head. Which is the other part, too. Nobody was shooting I, for the head. So I, tell you, I tell you this. I tell you what. Uh, if you think. That this was really that great. Can you imagine the other Batman movies if they would have took the villains and they would have narrowed their parts that much? Nah, just imagine that. Imagine if the the last Joker, uh, uh what was it Heath Heath Ledger? Yeah. If they would have, well, you would have never really seen them until the very end, and it was like five minutes. Look, even or in a, Bane, if he would have had that small of a part in it. Even in the Suicide Squad, where imagine where, where what kind of fan, movie that would have been. Even in the Suicide Squad, while the fanboys hated that version, Jared Leto's version of Joker, I still remember that Joker. Like I still, he was a memorable still remember character. That Joker, He's yeah. still a memorable. Whether you liked him or not, he memorable. was still a memorable fucking character. They didn't, they didn't exploit him enough to make him memorable. Yeah, they did, and it's a shame. I think they. I, I think there was an opportunity in three hours to do yeah. more character development to get us more invested in what the next one was going to be. But it was, still was better than what I thought it was going to be because I thought it was going to cool. be just super shit. That's cool. Like I watched it just so I could talk so bad about it that that I could get here and just slam it, but I couldn't do it. No, that's okay. I got it for you. I appreciate um, you. You know, you got to pick up the slack sometimes. So I, I'm. A, it should have been short. Look, look, it's, it, it either should have been shortened with the story that it had, or at the at the at the timing it was at three hours. There should have been more character development. Yeah. Make me care about somebody here. Somebody. Make me care about what was going on. Like I said, you did the shit, and, and basically the dude was a QAnon dude. He was on chat messages saying, "I hate the fucking government. Let's blow shit up." Like that's that's goofy to me. Like you could have came up with some other shit to do. So anyway, outside of that, since you haven't had time to watch stuff, I'm gonna call out a few things, and then we get mm. out of here. So. Uh, Bel Air, uh, watching that. Uh, I started watching Sirens. That shit's wild to me. Just killing mermaids. <laughs> they, they some fucking killers. Uh, I love wild it. Killing everything. Wild shit to watch. Um, I do want to say I think Will Smith has been winning awards for um, him playing uh, Venus and Serena's dad uh, in King Richard, which is a very good fucking movie, and especially for parents. Um, and for the media where there's so many parents out here like Joe Jackson and LeVar Ball and everything where when they say they have, even I'll even say Kanye West um, after his documentary, where they're so sure about themselves or their kids that mm. they sound crazy. Because yeah. everybody still said Kanye was so crazy. Kanye's been sure of himself since before he dropped a fucking album that he was going to be the artist. Now, he went somewhere else with, you know, allegedly bipolar. But I do... I do appreciate now that when people know something and they're that talented or they see talent, that they do whatever the fuck they need to do, regardless of what everybody else says. Mm -hmm. So shout out to Will for King Richard. If you haven't seen it, go see that. Pretty good movie, uh, especially if you're a parent. It's dope. And they gave a shout out and adequate character development uh, to Venus and Serena's <laughs> mother <laughs> and the job that she played and actually getting Serena prepared uh, for being the, the best tennis player uh, ever. So shout out to them on that. Bel Air is good. Uh, Abbott Elementary on Peacock. 
uh, has been funny. Waiting on Atlanta to come back uh, for the final <laughs> season. Watch Peacemaker. Fucking stupid, but I had to make it through it. It's hilarious, at least. I had to make it through it, but I had to make at it least, through it. You know what? At least it's funny enough that you can watch it, and it's worth watching because it's funny. There was another reason too. I said I might because I don't want to lose my car. <laughs> I don't want to lose my car. There's another reason to watch it. You probably know what I'm talking about. There's another, there another, another, there another reason about. to watch yeah. it too. I like yo, but at least know, at least it was, it was funny. This ain't normally my speed, but and, and I, you know I have been watching some different things because I've been looking at the way things have are written now versus the way they were 10, 15, 20 years ago. Okay, um, and like. So I used to watch uh, How I Met Your Father. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, shout out to what was the dude? Your, play, How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, dude yeah, who played Doogie Hauser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gay dude. I don't know his name now, but yeah. the dude is freaking hilarious. Neil I don't care Patrick Neil Harris. Patrick Harris. Yeah, I don't care. Nobody say I love oh, him. He's dude. funny as an actor. He is freaking oh, he is hilarious funny. and a hell of an actor. Yeah, he's funny. So I tried to watch the new one they got. How I Met Your Father. And it's horrible. Is it? Oh, when I say horrible, I mean it's one of the worst things I ever seen in my life. Jeez. But what I watch it from is the aspect of the writing is different now mm. versus how forward they are and the things that they say and how far the things that have has come as far as the things that they say as women when they start talking about sex and dating from the aspect of a woman. Mm. It's almost like women's locker room talk. Oh, okay. That's interesting. You know what I mean? It's like, okay. you know, guys always would say, you know, to clean it up, you know, the best way to get over a chick is to get a new chick. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, they talk about you know, and say things the same way. But from the aspect of a woman and a woman's locker room talk. That's interesting. So okay. watching it on TV and how far it's come mm -hmm. uh, is, is very interesting to me, the way that they uh, it's, it's written and, and just looking at how things used to be. Okay. And the same thing I watched, uh, what is it, Dollface on Hulu? Yeah. And it was the same thing because I'm watching it from the aspect of, like, things have come a long way with the writing mm -hmm. and the way they present things now versus how they did even just 10 years ago. You know, now you can't have a show or a sitcom without having somebody that's, that's gay on there. You just can't. Yeah, you can't. Because if you don't have one on there, it's not right. Yeah, it almost seems like it's... it's now, you, you it need, don't represent everybody if you don't have somebody that's bisexual or gay on there. Well, then I'm going to go... Yeah, I'm going to go to us. I'm going to go extreme on that. So it's almost like you got to have a gay person or somebody in an alternative lifestyle. But now that's mandatory. But you know what's not mandatory? Somebody black. A strong black man. Strong black person. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's not. <laughs> Don't get me started on that. <laughs> I said, we're going we to say that for another, we gonna say for another conversation. Watching, hey, we I've been say watching it. Disney shows because this week I haven't watched <laughs> Disney shows because of shout out. You know, my yeah, goddaughter yeah, yeah, was yeah, down there in yeah. winter. Love her to death. Yeah. So I'm watching these Disney shows mm. and like three or four of them all got, they all got the same characters. Mm. It's all the same characters. Mm. It's very, I, I don't even want to get into it right yeah, now. That's, 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 that's. But watching it, and I'm like, wow, I couldn't believe it. Well, come back. Like the type of characters they had, and it was across all like three or four of these shows to where I sit down and, and they're doing other things, and I'm watching them like, I can't, in disbelief. Yeah. That, that they characterize and they keep these people in these shells. Mm -hmm. And it's the same characters from this show to that show. Yeah, it's a formula. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was very, very interesting. Speaking of Disney, I'm gonna give you one thing that I thought was weird, and then I'm gonna get to Euphoria. Mm -hmm. Here's another thing that's weird, and I have to watch it because of my son now, and your goddaughter's probably old, too old for this. Mm -hmm. Mickey Mouse. When you watch Mickey Mouse cartoons, Mickey Mouse's ears always face forward, no mm -hmm. matter where he turns his head. <laughs> the ears face forward. Every other character. Goofy, Minnie, that everybody else, ears turn with their head. Mickey Mouse ears, always stay forward. Weirdest shit in the world. I was mm. fascinated by it. I don't know if I had an edible or something while I was now. staring. But it's, I had this watch. I was like, 
His fucking ears don't move. His head is so moving. Are you sure they weren't turning? Check it out. Verify. <laughs> okay. But his ears don't fucking turn. Everybody else's ears turn. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> did you finish Euphoria? Yes, I did finish Euphoria. That play. Bro. The play. <laughs> <laughs> the way the way they the way they drew it out and then they you know they did the flashbacks and then shout out to you for one to the you want to talk about you want character development watch fucking oh, Euphoria man. and then go back and rewrite Batman oh. <laughs> that's character and let development. me tell you something that boy Ash yeah <laughs> Ash Trey <laughs> shout out that character that they wrote Ash Trey man <laughs> beast yeah from a kid with no speaking lines beast um, Ash Fez the play the play was. Man, Ooh, like is this play about us? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that 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 was the play. Yeah. And not just the fact that it was a play, but the fact that her sister wrote it. Yes. And the fact that they went, it went so deep to where it walked a line between, yeah, I'm kind of making fun of you, but at the same time, I'm showing you how much I appreciate you. Yeah. So the line, it was like it was blurred. Like you could go either way with it, mm. depending on who you were. Or how what angle you were watching it from? Yeah, yeah, and that's what was really interesting to me about it because you saw, you saw you saw people's faces change exactly. Like when it was the part that was cringy, they were like ah, but then later on they were clapping exactly. Right, it took them on, and the, it was on the a same journey. thing with the characters that the play represented. Yeah, sometimes they were very upset with what she wrote. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh, like fast told her, you know, you can't make everybody happy. Yeah, but other parts, mm-hmm. it touched them in a manner that they couldn't they could not they couldn't hide it. Yeah. It you was uh, so it was it was shout uh, out the 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 writing within the writing yeah so they wrote this show then they wrote a play inside the show to talk about the show you want to talk this is some this is some genius level shit with the way that they layered this in and like you said it took everybody on a roller coaster ride and kind of buttoned everything up at the end like the end that 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 that's um yeah. that's that, kinda, that season yeah, season yeah. And then the fast part where she's waiting on him to show up. She's looking at yeah. the seat. He's at home dealing with some shit. It's mm-hmm. that's just wow. I can't. I can't. And I like the way they left it. Yeah, because they it started out that last one to where where Faz was going to say, "Okay, I'm going to take responsibility for this." Mm-hmm. But now we just question of is he still going to take responsibility for certain things, even though it wasn't him. Because there's no need now. No need now. Now that Ash is gone, so we're gonna see what's gonna happen. So we're gonna see what's gonna happen. But it's it's but it's fascinating how, like I said, they they tied everything together. The father being arrested at the end, like everything was kind of buttoned up. So I'm interested to see what happens to the characters next season. Yeah. Now that they've had this eye opening play where they got to kind of see themselves on stage mm-hmm. And relive the relationships and how they got there and how Rue first started yeah. on her journey as to where she is now and what yeah, kind exactly. of friends she's Which been. was some things that we didn't have an idea about. Yeah. <coughs> so, and it's funny because the character development is still coming out towards, at the end of the second mm-hmm. season. We're still finding out why they're, why the they, they are, are who they are. Yeah. And it's, you have some writers who write and they say, I'm going <coughs> to write because this is how I feel. So this is, or this is, this is what I think. So I'm going to write it. Mm. Or this is how I think. You know, this should go, so I'm going to write the sitcom. But I think that people who really write for shows have to ask themselves, okay, this is the idea that I want to come across. How do I write this to get this ideal to come across? Yeah. And I think that's a whole different thing from people who write, like, books or or it's, it's like I'm not just writing this because this is how I feel and hopefully people like it. Mm-hmm. I'm writing this because this is the image that I want people to get. This is how I want them to feel. This is what I want to portray. Yeah. Now, how do I write accordingly to get them to this place? 
Yeah. You know, no, it and was, then it's, it's art. It was, it was some genius level writing in that shit. I look forward to, cause I think hopefully next season we get Ruth's little sister. Cause she's, she's getting older Bro, now. I don't know how you start off a season better than they started off season two. Yeah. So they're probably going, they're probably going, Ruth's sister's going to be older. So it's probably going to have someone her in it. Ruth, they should be coming up on graduation. So we're yeah. going to see where that goes. Maybe we get some character development in the Ruth's mom. Yeah. Uh, and the the other mother, the drunk mother, the drunk mother. Maybe yeah. we get some character development on that side, and then we get to see what happens um, with the other characters now that they've kind of yeah. seen themselves. It's interesting how they switch the, the <coughs> they switch characters or the spotlight from different characters for the second season. Yeah, like the second season, like when it started off, it was about Fesco. Mm-hmm. It was about Fes. Yeah, and it ended. You know, they still yep. had other characters included, but they switched the spotlight. So it's going to be interesting to see which they spotlight did. they put well, yeah, on. Yeah, they who. started there and then they ended. And then they ended. Yeah. yeah. So it's going to so. be interesting to see which way they take it this time. Shout out, man. It's a it's a difficult and possibly triggering show for people to start. Mm-hmm. Um, it really makes you question if you have kids what the fuck they're going to, they're doing and what they're going through. Yeah. Um, but it's so, once you're in it, though, it's hard to get out. Yeah. It's hard to get out because the writing is that good. Um, and regardless of your age group, we have people that are in school that probably relate to it in a certain way. Um, where we had the previous engineer that was telling us about his life that was similar to Euphoria shit. We talked yeah. about shit he did before Homeroom. So we had that going on. And then at our age, I could still look back at shit that happened in high school and be like, oh. Because we're starting to figure out now, yeah. as adults, why people are where they are. And yeah. we can kind of, oh, you probably had this happen to you in your life. And yeah, exactly. this person probably wasn't there. And this probably wouldn't have. But now we get to really see that journey for people. And it's fascinating. So shout out to Euphoria. Uh, Bel Air, King Richard, if you haven't seen it. Uh, Peacemaker, if you want to. Um, <laughs> I can't think of anything else. You watch anything else you want to shout out? No, it's, it's nothing worth really just talking about, man. I got some stuff that I've been waiting on to come out. But, you know, we'll talk about it when it comes out, if it comes out. All right, uh, we yes, yeah, sure. we hour and a half in, man. We yeah, good we letting you guys get back to it. Um, yeah, I think that's it. That's all I want to shout out. There's some good stand up comedy. Uh, Taylor Tomlinson, Quarter Life Crisis, on Netflix was pretty decent. Um, even though, like I said, I probably wasn't the, the target demographic for a lot of shit that she was saying, but it was pretty interesting. Ali Wong. Uh, <laughs> fucking hilarious, hilarious. Oh, hilarious yes. That Netflix She's fucking hilarious, hilarious. Yeah. So yeah. Ali Wong on Netflix You want um, yeah, You want some stand up comedy on, uh, I think last year The year before on Netflix I watched it Yeah It was funny Yeah her stand up Is fucking funny yeah. And then um, New season of Formula One uh, It's the only reason I got into Formula One um, Which is pretty dope So That's it yo We out Whiskey therapy You guys be cool mm. Be safe Guard your mental health Stay away from fuck yeah. shit um, no, do you just say no? Hey, do, do you? <laughs> we out. Do you post COVID? Hey, peace. <laughs> I get it. <laughs>